Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday or whatever day it is that you listen to this. Um, happy day to you. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today, we are going to talk about mental health and resources. So Rhonda and I have been talking about this topic for a couple weeks um, personally, and we've developed some notes, some experiences, some things we want to share um, just to help overall and really kind of shine the light on the you know mental health epidemic that's going on right now, um, especially being exacerbated by uh, coronavirus and quarantines and stay-at-home orders and stuff that we've been living through for the last year. So we're just going to connect um, today and talk about those things and share resources that we've found, um, found to be helpful, and resources that are out there. Um, so this is meant to just be a support and, um, you know, just a conversation about mental health and taking away some of the stigma around it and um, really just kind of fostering love and awareness for our feelings and, um, yeah. So as we wait for Rhonda to join, um, we're just going to talk about some of the most common uh, mental health disorders in America. Um, and all of our notes that we've just found um, basically at cdc.org. Um, um, there's lots of different, lots of different information out there and it's almost overwhelming, especially if you are looking to seek treatment and seek help. Um, sometimes just being so overwhelmed, you don't even know where to start. Um, or it's almost um, daunting of a task to ask for help and find help and call offices and call therapists. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about today with the coronavirus. We've had such a, there's just been such an influx of people seeking mental health and it is very difficult to find help. And um, personally, I've been trying to find um, help for my daughter and it's just been, it's been absolutely crazy. And I was basically told, sorry, we can't help you. Um, so here comes Rhonda. She's joining right now. And there she is. Hello. Hi. Sorry. That's okay. All right. So I just gave a little overview of everything that we're going to talk about today. Um, so with that said, now that you're here, we'll just go right into it and we'll talk about just the definition of what's considered mental health. Um, and then, okay. yeah. So uh, mental health includes your emotional, psychological, and social well-being, and it affects how we think, feel, and act. Um, it also helps determine how we handle stressors in our life and relate to others and make choices. And having a good mental health is vital at all stages of our life, whether we're children, adolescents, um, young adults, adults, or even you know beyond into elderly senior. It's very important to keep up with our mental health. And check in. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, so then I just want to say, I know I, we looked up the 10 most common uh, mental disorders in America, but I really just want to talk about um, major depression because I think that's, that the, it's number one and it's the most relevant, I think, right now. But you also have generalized anxiety disorder, um, OCD disorder, which is obsessive compulsive disorder, bipolar, schizophrenia, autism, ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, substance abuse. I mean, there's a lot of things that are all encompassing under, you know, um, mental disorders in America. 
But for the purpose of this podcast and live, we're just going to focus on major depression and a little bit of anxiety. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know. It is. It's, it's a mouthful. It's a, it's a big topic. It's a serious topic um, that deserves... Um, Attention. Attention. Yeah, that, that's the best word for it. Yeah, it deserves the attention for sure. Um, I think, unfortunately, it gets avoided a lot because people don't know how to handle it and how to deal with it. Right. So that's why it's so important that we talk about it. Yeah, and just like you said, people don't talk about it because they don't know how to handle it. One of the things that I want to talk about today is if you do know someone or you are currently with someone that is having some type of mental health crisis, I want to share with you ways to handle that, how to go about it, how to support them, um, and not necessarily make it worse, but just to to be there to be that support for them and um, how to find help. So it's one of the things we're going to go over today that I think is really, really important. And Rhonda and I will talk about what helps us and what type of support has been beneficial to us um, when we've gone through our own bouts of depression or rocky roads, um, if to, to call it <laughs> rocky road. Um, but yeah, so let's just go over, if we talked about like the definition of mental health and what it includes. So let's, since we're focusing on depression, let's go over the symptoms. Do you want to go over, I'll let you take the lead on symptoms. I feel like I'm going to sneeze soon, so sorry <laughs> if I'm that's good. It's a good way to keep the conversation light. Yes. Ron is about to sneeze, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so symptoms of depression could be, oh, my gosh, there's so many. And, um, oh, sorry. Okay, here we go. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, feelings of sadness, obviously. I mean, that's like one of the first things you would think of tearfulness <coughs> excuse me hopelessness um i think the tearfulness is probably just like when you're you don't know why you want to cry but you have that horrible uh feeling too like how i really feel like i need to sneeze right now but for tears right um uh short temper um mm-hmm. definitely irritation irritability loss yeah. of interest and lack of pleasure in things that maybe you enjoyed once a lot um suddenly you don't enjoy those things anymore that's a huge indicator uh, right. a really serious one um memory loss um flat effect you may have to elaborate on that one if you're able to i'm not sure um so that was that just wanted. i'm not sure the specifics on that that was just pulled from cdc so oh, okay or okay. wikipedia well if you know Flat effect. Flat. Now I'm curious. <laughs> um, we can so we can search it up. Obviously, having um, having things going on in your life uh, that are stressful or you're feeling depressed will definitely affect your sleep. Right. Um, tiredness, probably due to having some troubles uh, sleeping, and reduced appetite and weight loss. Those are huge indicators, also. And then, of course, feelings of being worthless. Um, right. So that's, that's an internal thing. So a lot of these things are internal and externally viewed. Um, people may not know that you're feeling worthless, but they can definitely tell if you're tired. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of important to recognize too, is the things that people can see on the outside, you know, they can't always recognize how you're really feeling inside and you could be a really good actor and, uh, play off that you're not, you know, feeling well. But, um, also if you're feeling this major depression, it's most likely going to come out. 
right outside so yeah and the flat effect just to elaborate on that i pulled it up so it's basically um you may be elated or depressed but others can't tell this is called a flat effect people who have it don't show the usual signs of emotion like smiling frowning or raising their voice they seem uncaring and unresponsive so that is what the flat effect is okay that makes sense and then it ties into that physical uh outward projection right yeah exactly Um, So those are just the symptoms of depression. Um, Some people out there, you might realize that you're definitely feeling some of those, um, which is totally okay. And it's really important to become aware um, and put a name to those feelings so that you can move forward in treatment and recovery. um, And if you notice those things in other people too. So if you notice, you know, people are um, just acting different, their temper is super short, stuff like that. um, That's a uh, indicator that uh, maybe something's going on and it's a good time to reach out and try to inquire with them um, so you can be that support. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. That's super important. Yeah, totally. Um, and then so some of the causes, and I did a lot of research trying to figure out, there's no specific one cause of depression. There's a lot of things that yeah, it lead up to it. Um, so you can have abuse, trauma, personal problems, isolation, which is a huge one right now with coronavirus. Um, death yes. or loss, certain medications can actually increase your risk of depression. Um, and then also genetics plays a component, illness and substance abuse. So that's a big one too. Nearly 30% of people with substance abuse problems have major or clinical depression. Yeah. So that's a big one too. I know a lot of people, you've probably heard it before, but alcohol is a depressant. Um, it actually might make you feel good when you drink, but then um, initially it brings you down. So those are some yeah. of the causes out there, but there's no one specific cause that like, if this happens to you, you have depression. Um, it's right. exactly. a big array of things. Yeah. Yes. Multiple things, uh, multiple things out of that list could be happening. And yeah, there's just no, no cookie cutter thing for one specific human being. So. Right. Yes. Totally. Um, so we've gone over the definition of mental health. We've talked about um, the symptoms of it, causes, and so we want to talk a little bit about um, prevention and treatment. And I think the best way to do this is uh, you can start, Rhonda, and then I'll go over the next one. So um, and we'll just work okay. through those and kind of add whatever we got. Um, and then we'll go over resources, and then we'll talk about experiences and then how to help someone in crisis. So the first one on the list uh, might seem kind of obvious for us too, but get some <laughs> exercise. Um, Studies yes. show that regular exercise can improve your mood like incredibly and immensely, intensely. That's the <laughs> I word I'm looking for here. And mm-hmm. also help you sleep better. And that can really help, you know, we talked about the sleep disorder and the tiredness being um, a, like a symptom of the major depression. <laughs> depression. <laughs> But yeah. if you're exercising, that could definitely alleviate those issues and probably alleviate a lot of the other things going on, the symptoms that you're experiencing. Because you're getting better sleep, you're going to feel better in many other ways right. as well, too. Um, so that's super important to, to realize. And um, there's like um, there's this study that three sessions of aerobic activity each week, just three sessions, just three got seven days in a week if you can get three days of um sessions in 
It worked as well as antidepressants in treating nearly two-thirds of mild to moderately depressed adults. Wow. As well as antidepressants. I think yeah. that the the benefits of exercise clearly outweigh um, being on a medication. If you have to be on medication, I'm not you know, downing you for that, but incorporating exercise, it's free. It's it's like easy to do, even a walk, going on a yes. daily walk or yes. a walk three times a week, you know, yep. can make a huge difference. Huge and, difference. Uh, really, yeah, alleviate multiple things. You can be thinking on the walk, you can be listening to something, an audiobook or a motivational something that could mm-hmm. also help, you know, and you're doing, you're hitting all these, um, I wanted to, I almost said hitting all these birds with stones, but <laughs> I think you know what I mean is you're like knocking out more than just one thing of right. exercise. You're actually benefiting a lot of other ways yeah totally I hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah it totally makes totally makes sense um i love that like exercise is so important and just like uh, part of the benefits of exercise is sleeping well or sleeping better which is actually the second point we're going to talk about getting good sleep um yeah. depression and sometimes antidepressants and other medications can interfere with your sleep um, which is a huge problem because sleeping is so important to our body it's where we um recover and repair and where you know our immune system takes care of us like all that stuff happens in our sleep Um, and some people with depression sleep too much Um, sometimes you can't fall asleep or you wake up too early so just trying to have a good sleep habits um, is super helpful and um, getting on a regular schedule so getting up at the same time every day going to bed at the same time every day um, trying to avoid naps and before getting in bed unwinding with something and other than TV or screen time. So um, there's lots of things you can do. I've recently started doing um, guided meditations for sleep and they're quick, easy, five, 10 minute ones. And when I lay in bed, I just have it, my phone is playing it and I just lay there and it's been really helpful because it's a way to just like kind of let go of your day and then get into that relaxed, relaxed state for your sleep. Yes, and recently in the past years, there's been more and more things just coming out and being available, like a lot of free things out there on YouTube and things like that. But there's yes. also that, it gets called Calm is the app. Yes, Calm. Um, where someone will read you a bedtime story or, or just talk in a soothing voice or just play music that's beneficial to, you know, helping you get to sleep restfully. And right. um, there's so much things that are accessible to us nowadays. And yeah. I feel really lucky to live in this time because of that, you know. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then the next thing on our list is, you know, eating a healthy diet. That it should be like a thing that is ingrained in us when we're growing up, is you know, getting good sleep and the healthy diet and um, and exercising. Like these top three that we're talking about, it just feels like we should all have already had these things ingrained in us. But for some right. reason, along the way. Um, a lot of us are lacking and you know I'm guilty of not being consistent with many of these things too but you don't have to remain on the guilt train (laughs) (laughs) just made that up right (laughs) but anyway so eating a healthy diet um you know it's like sensible eating will keep you feeling healthy and keep you healthy physically like not only in your body but in your mind it affects yes. you in many ways. Like if you eat a lot of um, sugar, chocolate, or 
something bad like junk food, it's going to make you feel bad. Not right. only in your body and your gut. And, ugh, yeah, well, I mean, it's called junk food. It's junk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you could, you, a lot of times you get like a, uh, what's the word, fog, like brain fog yes. from the certain things that you eat. You know, right. and that's just a clear indicator. There's a reason for that. It's not just because <laughs> the little pleasure that you had, it's because it's having a real effect Perfect. on your body and your mind. Yes. So Absolutely. that's just important to realize. And um, I, you've put some things down, you know, just focusing on the basics. You know, eat your vegetables. <laughs> right. Don't eat, um, or, you know, like just watching your calories and like making sensible decisions. Yeah. You can do it. There's so many resources out there. Elena is one of them. Um, she's got tons of things on her website now that will help you. You can make way better choices, and things are just out there. And there's a lot of free stuff, too. And right. Elena has some things now um, available, and I don't know. I'm just so proud of you for, for doing that. <laughs> Thank you. so accessible for people. You know? Thank you. So, That's definitely a huge, yeah. huge goal I strive for. And, um, yeah, so your diet should be empowering to your body and not, you yes. know, taking away your power by causing, you know, neuroinflammation, which is linked to depression and stuff like that. So just as you talked about, like cutting down on, on sugar and soda and, you know, excess yeah. caffeine, stuff like that is just simple things you can do. It doesn't mean, hey, don't ever have this again. Just tone it down and find what works for your body where you feel good and empowered. Um and then another thing to tag onto your, your diet overall is avoiding um, drugs and alcohol. Um, so I already mentioned this, but alcohol is a depressant, so it does bring you down. Um, it is, it's toxic to your body. Um, it, it absolutely is. And um, there's so many things that are linked to that. So drinking alcohol can affect the way your antidepressants work if you are taking them. Um, you know, excessive alcohol is why a lot of them, you know, don't drink while taking this medication is out there. Um, and then with, you know, drugs, obviously, they're drugs. They're not good for your body. Toxic right. again. So trying to, and again, not saying, hey, don't ever drink. But if that's your thing, cool. Just be mindful of it and see how it makes you feel, you know, and scale it back if you need to especially if you are getting into a phase of life where you are depressed. And those kind of go hand in hand with depression. Sometimes our drinking goes way up because we're trying to combat those sad feelings. And what we're doing is only making it worse over time because it is a depressant. Yes. So. Right. Exactly. Yes. And um, kind of something, the next thing is we're going to talk about sunlight. And I remember reading, I think it was Dr. Gundry's, book the plant paradox the one who helped me um kind of get the foundation of how to grow green free for my personal journey um he like mentions this vitamin d is something that you can never overdose on okay so like when i say that <laughs> it doesn't mean go stand in the sun and get burnt to a crisp i just mean um that the vitamin itself you know like when you go outside and sunlight we all i think we all we should all know by this time that you know sunlight <laughs> provides you with vitamin d but you have to be careful with the uv rays and uh the sun itself and wearing sun protection is really important but also anyways sorry blah 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 um the sun can help in such incredible ways if you just go outside and stand in the sun like there's something that i was going to bring up but it kind of works right here is that if you just if you're feeling in a moment and you don't know how to escape 
there's got to be something to snap you out of it, right? So a lot of times for me, this might sound kind of weird, but it works for me. And it's just one of my little personal interjections. It's like, look up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go outside and look up. I mean, if the sun is you know, directly above you, maybe don't look right into the sun, but look up. Look at the sky. For me, the sky is a really important thing. It's like a trigger to um, release whatever thoughts I'm having, and it kind of gives me a clean slate um, for whatever I'm suffering from or whatever's going on, the stressor in my life. I notice the clouds and everything, but the sunlight on my face, something about it warms not only my skin, but my soul, Mm -hmm. and it changes whatever's happening, and it's a way to reset for me, and I just really think that's so important, but... Um, besides like the the psychological effect is that what that would be called Um, you you would find like I I was stationed in Alaska for three years and there's a lot of times uh, during the year that there is hardly any sun maybe Mm -hmm. two or three hours of sunlight if it wasn't snowing and during the winter and uh, that had a huge effect on people and that's something called the sad sad effect seasonal affective disorder and there was a thing called sad lights um that doctors would almost prescribe to people mm-hmm. to buy a sad light. The and artificial like sunlight. Sun. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Because our internal, uh, for lack of better words, being is acclimated to sunlight. Right. It's so important. Yes. And no wonder people are getting depressed in the winter uh, because there's less sun, and not just in Alaska, but like everywhere. Yeah, um, that's a big thing in Seattle, too. Yes, yeah. exactly, because mm-hmm. it's the north, but also the days just get shorter um, everywhere, and when that happens, you're not being exposed to the sun as much, and it definitely makes sense that it would have such an intense effect on your well-being right. and your, your personal being, so yeah. anyways, I think, okay, so here I've already like gone off on my own thing, but you know, maybe getting a satellite would really help you if you live in one of those areas. Yeah, where definitely. You Yeah. Simulate. Yeah, and put it on a timer so it, it turns on at six AM, you know. That's it, it's really easy to do to get those things and kinda make it make it work for, for you and just opening up the blinds yeah. in your house. That's something I do every day. Um, you know, I open the blinds and kind of it blesses my day and then at the end of the day I close my blinds and it's like shutting down my day and I do that every single day. Yes. It's just a nice I thing to do. Too. Yeah. Doing that. <laughs> feels so good so it's good. so weird it's like changed the way that i feel going into the day yeah anyways i feel like i've been talking a lot you yeah know. we're already <laughs> cutting close on time here um okay we so yeah oh my gosh depends on how long you just... <laughs> um so another thing is just staying connected and getting involved so depression can rob you of your energy um you might feel like you can barely you know get up out of bed in the mornings, um, let alone wanting to go do anything. So if you can just kind of push yourself a little bit and set aside time to do things you used to enjoy doing and just kind of, like I always say, fake it till you make it. Like sometimes you just got to throw yourself into it. And then a lot of times the feelings will come after you do that. Um, Yes. And then getting connected with people in your life. So just making the phone call. And I know it's hard to do. And it's like I said, in the very beginning of this, it's daunting sometimes and it's hard to admit hey I'm struggling um, but if you do and you have that support group and just getting connected with people can make you feel so much better so yeah. and then the last one I'll let you go over that real quick and then we'll go over some resources yeah 
take a time out for yourself regularly. Yes. It's not like, selfish. If, if, you, <laughs> if you feel that people are relying on you so much that it, you can't take five minutes or 15 minutes to do something that you want to do and that you love and it's going to make you feel better, change your mindset. They can survive for another five minutes, three minutes without you. If you right. can go just sit in the corner, it doesn't matter. Go sit outside or take a walk for two minutes down the block to get your thoughts together. Let yourself be yourself for a moment. Like nothing should ever be that demanding. I understand that having families um, is a, is a, it's a, it's work. It's full, a full-time job, but you deserve a break and you need a break. And yeah. if you are running yourself into the ground so much, to the point that you're thinking about doing something to yourself, um, to the point where you're, I don't want to say willing, but you're considering taking your own life and leaving those people behind. It's, it's just so not worth it. It's so temporary. The, the, it it almost sounds bad to say that it's temporary, but it is, it's temporary. The pain and the feelings that you're going through they are temporary and taking your own life is permanent. permanent. Yes. That you cannot take that back and the people that you leave behind. Um, it's permanent for them too. Yes, exactly. And they will have wished and, and wished that you had taken a break. Not that it's your fault. I didn't mean to say it that way, but I just mean that you can take a break. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's hard it's, to talk about this. It's a yeah, it's a big but subject. It it's has heavy. To be talked about. Right. It's exactly. kind of yeah, it's kind of like in the airplane when they go over emergency procedures and you know, if your oxygen mask falls down, then you put it on first and then you help someone else. That's kind of the concept yes. here is if you're doing everything for everyone else and you're not taking that self-care time, then you know, you're not putting on your oxygen mask and you're losing oxygen, you know. So, um Right just doing those things. And we've, we talk about this all the time on here, different things you can do, like the, the Calm app that you talked about has breathing exercises, yeah. you can med- meditation, the guided meditation. There's so many free videos on YouTube and there's yoga, free videos of yoga. I mean, you don't need anything besides your phone or computer and your body. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can do so much stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And a break could be anything. It could be anything that Elena just mentioned, or you could write down like things that you enjoy and then do one of those things or write down things that are important to you. Write down reasons why you are here and yeah. why you enjoy life and break down your whys, you know, right. and, um, or you could take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Light your favorite scented candle or, you know, listen to your favorite song. Music can be extremely powerful for people. And one of those people, it's just, it's a huge deal for me. And putting on a song can change your entire mood instantly. Instantly, yes. incredibly, almost magical uh, power that it has. And it's it's so important. Or like listening to a funny video or going to, (laughs) I like to use this example, it's what they do on memes gaming twitch lives (laughs) they go to cute emergency type in cute emergency it'll take you to their website there's a youtube channel there's an instagram account there's a facebook page and it just literally is you just scroll through like cute puppies or cats or animals and stuff like that so (laughs) it's funny that it's called cute emergency because sometimes you just it's an emergency and you need to see something adorable yeah (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) 
Um, that's so awesome. So yeah, there's those are just some strategies to um, prevent and you know treatments. We talked about getting exercise, um, getting better sleep, which coincides with exercise. Exercise helps you sleep better. Eating a healthy diet, um, avoiding alcohol and drugs, getting that sunlight, um, staying connected, and taking time out for yourself are just some ways to help treat and prevent um, depression. And then now I just want to go over some resources and there's so yes. many out there, but first and foremost, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. Um, yep. And that's basically, it's 1-800-273-TALK, T-L-A-K, if you want to spell it out. Um, and there's, uh, I found a Veterans Crisis Line, um, which is the same number actually. So um, yes. it's one 800 273 8255 um, and that's for the veterans and just overall suicide prevention hotline um, there's so yes. much there's a substance abuse and mental health services administration the um, their national helpline is 1-800-662-HELP so there's that one um, there's a teen hotline which is surprisingly the same number as the national uh, suicide prevention lifeline so a lot of these numbers you think, oh, okay, teen hotline, veteran hotline, they're all the same, 1-800-273-8255. Um, you get immediate help, and um, there's, gosh, you can go to um, the, I found a really good resource with cdc.gov backslash mental health backslash tools and resources. So if you just go to CDC, they have people seeking treatment, and you can go through, like, if it's a family member or a child, there's all these different resources on there and articles that you can read. Um, and then for the teen help, um, there's uh, so much out there. There's, you know, the National Suicide Prevention Hot Lifeline. Again, you can use that for teens. Um, there's a website called imalive.org that has resources out there. Um, it's just, it's hard to get help sometimes, especially when you're in that moment of crisis. Um, yeah. So, but knowing that they're out there and they're free, it's free to call. There's trained professionals yes. there waiting to answer the phone. You can even do um, a text one as well. And yeah. I have this little sheet right here that we're gonna go over, which is just uh, navigating a mental health crisis and then some tips um, to, you know, on what to do. So if it's not you necessarily, but it's someone else close to you, um, if you're worried yeah. that your loved ones in a crisis or nearing a crisis, um, first and foremost, seek help. Definitely seek help um, and just starting asking questions. Um, are they in immediate danger of hurting themselves or someone else? Um, do you have a time to start uh, with a phone call for guidance? Um, do you have that time to call for guidance or do you have to act now? Yeah. Um, do you need emergency assistance? Is another thing. So if the situation is life-threatening, definitely call 911 if you don't have time. Um, one of the biggest things to remember is to remain calm um, and explain that your loved one is, you know, you're having a mental health crisis. Um, you can, let's see, keep your voice calm, avoid overreacting, listen to the person, express support and concern, um, ask how you can help, and keep the stimulation level low, um, move slowly, uh, be patient, and gently announce actions before initiating them. So don't just go 
Um, I had a incident when I was younger where my friend um, cut her wrist and it was a moment of I didn't know how to what to do do I run up to her and grab the uh, razor out of her hand the blade and um, it was it was terrifying um, and you know she did she slit her wrist and luckily it wasn't life-threatening but going through that it would have been nice to know like remain calm don't freak out um, you know like just be a support I mean this stuff happens a lot and sometimes it happens in the blink of an eye like you don't even always get those warning signs um, right. so another thing is to give them space too if they're you know going through that don't make them feel like they're trapped don't make judgmental comments um, don't argue or try to reason with the person so um, and this is just you can find stuff like this online they're really easy you can download them um, and just to have as a resource for yourself on how to yeah. handle handle that and i'll piggyback with the the air forces well it might be the military in general but they actually yeah i think it's the military in general there's an acronym that they teach us in our suicide prevention training and mm -hmm. it's ace it's ask care and escort so yes. that's like um a very simple three-word way to remember kind of like the guidelines of what you should be doing in that situation mm -hmm. and um excuse me so you know once you remember that you can further elaborate on each word how you should handle uh each step of it you know right. even if it's happening quickly if you remember that acronym ace ask care escort you yes. can help in that way yeah so, like i that. like that i like that it's because that's so quick and easy to remember act care escort um yeah. Gosh, so the last thing we'll talk about is um, just a little bit of our own personal experiences, and then I know we're kind of getting short on time. So Rhonda, I don't know if you gotta, you gotta. We can talk a little longer. Talk a little longer. Like. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will. I guess I'll start and try to make it short and sweet. Um, with my own personal experience with um, depression and thoughts of hurting myself and actually hurting myself. I, I, I talk about this in my, in my book and, you know, I went through times where I cut myself and it was a feeling of, uh, release, some type of release and having something I could control and a way to feel something different than the emotional pain that I was feeling. So giving myself physical pain was a way of blotting out my emotional pain. And yes. um, not to say that that's, that's right or wrong or whatever, it happens, it's very common and um, there's no shame in it, but um, it's happened to me. And I've come back to that place, I haven't hurt myself in a long time, years and years, um, which I'm grateful for, but I, I'm no, no uh, stranger of depression, it comes along. And in my experience, it typically is, follows some type of disruption in my routine. So whether that's a move or a loss of a job, change of a job, birth of a child. So big disruptions in my routine um, is typically where I'll start to get those feelings. Um, and then just a sense of overwhelm with everything. Life, life's hard, you know, like it's, it's not easy. Um, I sometimes will feel like there's like that dark cloud looming and it's just looking for red flags and warning signs for myself. And it's going to be different for everyone. Like, Rhonda, I'm sure you know, like, if you get a certain feeling or you kind of know, like, okay, like, 
I'm alert now, my radar's yeah. going, what's going on in my life um, that's causing me to start to feel this way and what can I do? Let's get my toolkit out. Um, exactly, yes. Yes, which is just being mindful and aware um, and acknowledging feelings. So I know we say this all the time, but nothing is nothing is permanent. Everything is temporary. The only thing that's permanent is suicide and taking your life. That is 100% permanent. And the loss and the grief is permanent for all of your family members and friends that loved you. It never goes away. Um, so what's helped me a lot is realizing that things are temporary and feelings and emotions don't come to stay. They come to pass. And being able to like know that helps me sit with it until it does pass and um, just acknowledging what's going on has helped me as well yes absolutely I can relate to tons of what you just said um, of course everybody's personal experience is different mm -hmm. um, I, uh, I did have thoughts of hurting myself when I was a teenager um, and I have counted pills before um, I don't even, I think I had gone to a counselor at my high school, actually, and I can't really remember the details of what they told me, but somehow I was, um, my, my thoughts were thwarted or whatever the word is for that. But so, you know, there was resources there and, and to not have the shame or guilt, you know, is important. Like, of course, it's probably going to be a natural feeling, um, immediately, you know, but not being too afraid to ask for help <laughs> could yeah. change your life literally you know right. and keep your life so just knowing that there's help out there and the beauty okay there's a lot of things wrong with the internet but the beauty of the internet is that you can type in a simple search like I was for doing research for this I typed in how to change thoughts of suicide and so many like incredible articles came up there are thousands probably well, I don't know if there's millions, but there's thousands of articles out there on how <laughs> yeah. to change your thoughts and how to get help. And the first thing that pops up is that number. So if you don't remember the number that we said today, like I already forgot it, but just a simple, <laughs> super simple Google search. There it is. That is the first thing that pops up. And those people are literally there for you. They're yes. literally there to help you. That is their job. Right. And they are professionals and they can help you with whatever you're going through. And it's, don't have to even know their I don't think you have to even tell them your name like it's confidential mm -hmm. and anonymous you whatever you're going through and they're there for you that's what they are there for mm. um so you don't have to feel like you're putting anybody out I guess that's my right. point is like oh well like, ah, I shouldn't call the line it might be you know for someone else who's in a worse place than I am right or whatever the case may be you know just yeah. call <laughs> yeah just call you're right. You're, you're giving them their time of day is, is for you. So anyways, yes. I guess I've nailed that down hard enough. But um, so for me, I, I agree with pretty much everything you said. There's like these triggers that come up and when you know that, you, okay, I'm going to say this really quick and we'll wrap it up because I feel like I've not been able to get my words out today. But there's those triggers that we've talked about in many of our past li uh, lives. Um, I mean, like... <laughs> our past Instagram lives. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Anyways, that I think personal growth is a huge deal. And I just turned 29. I mean, I'm 29 years old and I've got all this personal growth. And I wish that I had started 
a lot of these things earlier in my life, but I don't think it's ever too late to start growing either. No, so that's no. an important thing to remember. Like it's yes. not too late to start doing things. Right. Um, you so are never feel, too old. Never right? too old. No, you're not. It's just start doing it. Um, yeah. And uh, where was I going with this? I think I was <clears throat> just going to say that now when I feel those feelings are changing, I used to just be in a rut and thinking about the future all the time and so anxious about the future and, and kind of, kind of putting like blame on my husband for not knowing what he was going to do in the military. And it's my, your fault that I don't know what I'm doing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've changed a lot of those thoughts, actually all of them turned them all around and now I'm taking yeah. control of my life, you know, and that personal growth has helped me. And now if I have any creeping thoughts, I can just change them in an instant and it's so right. powerful. So equip yourself. Super powerful. You get your toolbox. What was that episode that we talked about? It's probably a depression anxiety episode that we talked about. Your toolbox. You know, yeah, I'll have to put that in, in the in the description. Yeah. Yes, put that in the description. We'll put that in the description. I'll also include the resource the phone numbers yeah. out there. And then um I just wanna say to every single person out there listening or however you see this whatever listen to it on my podcast um your life is so fucking important and the world would be less of a place if you were not in it and that goes to every single person out there my enemies you know anyone whatever it doesn't matter like everyone serves a purpose here on earth and every life is so valuable and um av- I don't even have words. I mean, I could cry just thinking about it. Like everyone's so important and um, your energy that you bring to this world and all the gifts that you have, you know, everyone has these unique gifts and there is not one single person on this entire earth that can do and say and believe and have the ambitions that you personally do. There's not one person. So that's how special and how important you are. So it is never worth it to take your life. That is, it's, it's not the way, it's not the solution. It's not the way out. There's help and... I know you I know you're on the same page with me Rhonda that you know we're yes. just so vitally special and unique and like I said the world would be less of a place um, without anyone yep my sentiments exactly yes. I can't say it any better so thank you everybody for yes. listening and if you need something like you can always reach out to us too so yeah we're, we're, here. we're here and that's why we want to do these lives is to share experience and take away stigmas and guide people and inspire whatever it is like bring knowledge out there and share it and just be be a help and be a blessing to other people so yeah we're definitely here and use the resources i'll put everything in the description um, when the live posts um, on my igtv and i'll tag you Rhonda. and yeah so Big topic. I feel like we only scratched the surface, but um, I, I know, think it's perfect for least, today. At least we're talking about it. And yeah, that's the first step. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and last last thought. It just came to me. I, I should have said it earlier, but um, no one's Im- immune to depression or yeah, suicidal I thoughts. Too. So yeah, you could be sixty-five, and I mean, you could be five years old it doesn't matter like no one is safe from that happening like and it doesn't matter how successful you are or how poverty stricken you are it can happen to anyone so just know that you know you're you're not alone and yeah yep it's (sighs) okay 
Yes, the heaviness. All right. Well, Rhonda, as always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And um, yes. so good, so good. And next week we'll we'll do it all again with a topic to come. But yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right, all guys. Right, See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. Okay. <laughs> bye. bye.